You're listening to Girl Don't Trip. Kick back with us weekly as we have soulful conversations about balancing career, relationships, and how to stay grounded through life's wild transitions. Because we could all use a little support from our sister circle. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Girl Don't Trip Radio. Let's do this. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. We're back with a guest. Yes, finally, a guest. I know. (laughs) Yeah, we have Aubrey in the house. Hi. Our first mom. I know, this is our first mom. We haven't had a mom on yet. It's crazy because we out here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Moms moms, are all here because of a mom. Moms are out here. They are. (laughs) Yes, so how was everyone's week? Well, it snowed. Oh, I know. Oh, I am so over this weather. So cold. Oh, my God. And rainy. Like, yeah. it's been mostly wet. I was in Canada, snow. and so in Canada, it snows a lot more. Ugh. Yeah, how was that? Oh, let me tell you of the day that I had. <laughs> so I had to wear my uniform to training, and obviously it's not snow weather wear so I wore regular clothes and I brought my suitcase and anytime you wear uh, your uniform it always has to be company issued bags that you carry so you can't have like your own purse or backpack with you yeah so here I am with my you know suitcase in the snow that's like halfway to my calves stop it's snowed that much like it was it was so bad like so bad and we're over here like (laughs) i know tripping about (laughs) it was (laughs) it was so bad i had to like trek to the bus stop because my sister she i was staying with her and she doesn't start work for like two hours after i start so i was like i feel bad for you to drive me so i trek up to the bus (laughs) Okay, with my suitcase that's no longer being rolled. Yeah, I have to like carry it. Yeah. So I'm carrying the suitcase with my gloves, my jacket. I'm freezing. And then get to the bus, get on the bus to the train. Yeah. Which should have normally taken me about 30 minutes. Took me almost five hours. Yeah. I was mad late. Like, oh and I was gosh. like, I'm going to get fired because Wait, I need to be there. Everybody was okay. late. Everybody was late. Like, yeah. there were no, hours in the ditch. I would like, turn back. Oh, like, oh my gosh. gosh. Like, it's not happening today. Not worth I'm my like, life. Like, not I'm not built for life. this weather. Right. So yeah. it was... Same. The work I, like at one point I fell and I was like in, in the snow okay oh. and I literally like I had to pick myself up and I was like you know what after 2019 I put all my prayers to me being able to continue flying and now I am not I'm yeah. not gonna be the one that turns around and says the snow is the reason why I yeah had to you're stop like flying. snow or hail I'm there yeah, yeah. so I I, I, I got through it so dedication yeah. I applaud Ooh. you. Employee of the year up here. No, no, really. Yeah, honestly, I was like, "Mm, it looks a little. uh, My road's like not quite clear. I'm just gonna wait it out a little bit. Oh, I didn't have any snow days though, but I did like go in later. You need snow tires in yeah. this. Yeah, you need winter tires. I like, just got a car that has all-wheel drive. Oh, oh so blessings. Yeah. <laughs> good for I'm you. Like, good, because I live on a hill, too. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going to well, need that. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everyone here lives on a hill. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a Seattle thing. So what have you guys been doing? It's the new year. It's like 2020. We're in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. What, what's been going on mm-hmm. for you guys? It's been 
a good year so far. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's like, new year, new me. Yeah. But it's like, yo, let's be real. There's still yeah. things in 2019 that we have to deal wrap with. Up. Yes. That wrap yeah. up. That wrap up. January is always like that. Cash and it goes, sometimes goes into February. Cash maybe in March. April. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I feel yeah. like spring away. Like the spring yeah. equinox. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, I love, yeah. The bloom, that's where my new year is. January should be there. Like it shouldn't be during winter. Who feels good during this time? No one. Not me. No one. Yeah. Let's change it up. I'm yeah. not feeling this. <laughs> it's awful. Have you guys been listening to any new music or music in general? Mm. It's winter. Like, have Always. you? I love her. Yeah, what, um, like her new stuff. I haven't yeah. listened to her in so long. Just like none of your concern is always a bop. Yeah. <laughs> I love her energy. Yeah, it's just in and, general. Like, and she, does she write her yeah, her music too. Yeah, she does. Yeah, because I mean, it's incredible. Like, like she does poetry mm-hmm. and yeah. music, but yeah, she's she, very talented. Mm-hmm. I know. I have been listening to a lot of um, Baby Rose. Never Do you guys heard. know her? No. no, she's from DC. So dope, so dope. Like, no. um, like real mellow type of vibe. But I don't know. I thought she was European, honestly. Like yeah. before, she just has that like kind of a vibe like aesthetic but she's like her voice is super unique like she kind it's like slightly like uh like nina simone like that kind of like it's super like distinct and like yeah it's like deep and like almost like almost like guttural like i don't Mm. know it's just super dope um, but yeah, in in this like cozy weather, yes. she's just yes. been, like such a vibe. She's like, speaking to you. Yeah, that's how I, I feel about Jamila Woods. Yeah, I love too. her. My husband's like upset. Like that's <laughs> his dream woman. If it wasn't me, it would be her. So, <laughs> but if she, <laughs> but she's yeah, her she voice is, is like I can always tell if it's her. Yeah, like mm-hmm. right away. I love that. Yeah. I wish I could sing. I know. That's, that's that one, one thing. Talent. Like I pretend like I can, but I Same. I took not. singing lessons as a child. Did you? Oh, of course. Me too. My dad calls me, me a actually. singer without singing because <laughs> that was my thing. So they put me through lessons mm-hmm. and voice lessons. And when you would ask me to sing now in front of people, I would freeze and then run out yeah. the room. Yeah. And so that was my thing as a child, a singer without singing. <laughs> yeah. And I had like every karaoke type of machine growing up, like, cause I wanted to be to a singer. Sing. Yeah. And I was in like a church group called yeah. the Westminster Five. Oh, okay. Shout out to Westminster Five. And that lasted, I did that for like almost three years. Yeah. Wow, uh, yeah. But your I, I, career lasted. I know. <laughs> I was in chorus for like maybe two years. Yeah. I, w- I took private lessons too for like maybe a year. They couldn't help me. They could not help me. <laughs> like, I, okay. And my song of choice. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Pussycat dolls stick with you. Stop. <laughs> like, honestly, a beautiful ballad. I feel, I, I feel you. This, like, lady was, like, playing it on the piano, and I was just, like, belting out <laughs> And she's just like, yeah, we gotta work on your range. But yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that is definitely a secret talent that I wish yes. I, like, had. Yeah. And dancing. Like, yeah. I feel like I can dance, I like but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all about the hips. You can, mm-hmm. like, I did jazz and hip-hop as a kid. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, until I was, like, 16. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. But yeah. it was very white, <laughs> I should say. 
<laughs> my teachers <Why> were <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't the best experience, but yeah. I mean, it was it was fun. It was fun. Do yeah. you ever do you recall them when you're out and about? My moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, when you're out in the club oh my gosh when, uh, okay Excuse my thing went so in Canada the legal age is 19 right mm-hmm. so like it would be like go to the club and there would be dance offs and that I, if I got too drunk that is what I was Canadian doing thing I think I've ever heard <laughs> Dance yeah, like you'd like be in the battles? club and like yeah, there like would be like battles. Dance. Can you for tell me this is during the crumping stage? Because like, <laughs> that I mean that's dumb. like honestly the only time you should dance. Yes, if you're gonna yeah, yeah. I know because imagine, or you could have like a twerkathon. Yes, you could have a twerkathon. Yeah, yeah. But, well, no, it, that was probably an embarrassing phase of my life, <laughs> yeah, as they all are, right? So Aubrey um, yeah. is another bumble connection yeah that we have going on so i met aubrey in when last year around it was summertime right i think so may i'm just gonna like let you because i don't remember i don't remember it feels like longer and i found her because (laughs) so she's a flight attendant and that was written on her page (laughs) and i was like oh my god (laughs) we need to be friends birds of a feather Exactly. Swiped. What is Flying it? together. Right? Shit. Left, right. What is I don't it? Know. I'm I so bad at it. I hate when I do it the wrong one. The wrong one. And then oh, I'm like, no, and then you I match, do. and you're oh, like, oh, that, I'm not gonna start yeah, this conversation. Exactly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> Dang. My Dang. bad. And then they hit you <laughs> up. Like, you're like, I actually like, would never be your friend. Yeah. No, just kidding. That's rude. <laughs> That's rude. No, I like all people, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I was yeah, I was so excited to mm-hmm. have like match with another flight attendant and like who works who for a different like, airline too. Yes. Like usually your flight attendant friends you work with. Yeah. Right? Sure. So you're like, yeah. But flight attendants traditionally are like the flakiest people you'll ever mm-hmm. meet. Are they awesome. really? Yeah, because you're so busy your schedule is so all over like, the place. All over the so you place. make you always make plans before your flight and then you return and then, home and you're like I'm I not I'm too tired. Yeah. Like yeah. and then you end up Sorry, like, hey, something came up. Right. <laughs> sleep came up. Yeah, I need to go to sleep. Up, and I'm jet lagged. And yeah. I'm going to go to bed for the next, like, 18 hours. Don't bother me. Do not disturb. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like Bianca and I were at a place where we were able to, like, co- like meet up and, like, yeah. you know, establish our yeah. friendship. And I'm so grateful for it because you're a great friend. Aww. Are you international, too? Now I am. Yeah? Yeah. I uh, have been flying international for like the past six months. That's um, dope. I've been with my airline for about four and a half years now. But um, I decided to go back or go towards international flying because that's just where, you know, the experience is at, right. the money is at. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I Especially when, after, yeah, if, when you're doing this job and what yeah. you, mm-hmm. your body's going through from dealing yeah, no, with the job, some, like, I need to see the world. I'm not trying to just go see Denver for sure I was like how often am I going to go to Boston like I'm tired of being in Boston girl I feel you I actually do kind of like Boston because Primark yes Yes. cheers Boston (laughs) but no the east coast was calling my name all the time um I do like Florida but Mm -hmm. I was just tired of domestic so I I, yeah but yes I'm a flight attendant um and I'm a mother, and yes. it's it's 
a thing. Yeah. How yes, is, people like, do how it. Is that it's a thing? so hard, guys. Like, you know, my, so I have a two-year-old daughter. Her name's Kaya, and she's my world. She's just she's so out, Kaya. She's so oh my funny, gosh. and, like, she's gorgeous, and, you know, all of the things, but... When I leave, you know, it's like leaving part of your heart behind. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was so fortunate to be able to stay home with her for the first year of her life. Oh, that's mm-hmm. So the airlines, traditionally, I think most airlines do this, like, at least a year. Yeah. Some are more, uh, but I don't think ever less. Really? Um, yeah. So I had a year off. Shit, it was, you guys, if I didn't hate flying as much as I do. <laughs> you hate flying? Every time I talk to somebody who hates flying, I'm like, I don't, it's the safest mode of transportation. <laughs> I like, know. Seriously. It is. I, okay, here's the thing. Like, it's just unnatural to me. I'm okay. like, we shouldn't be up in the air. Um, <laughs> I feel you. I, you know, yeah. but it's like, I, I'm not like terrified. I just always have anxiety and stuff. And my dad, when I was like a teen, he was a private pilot so like he would fly all the time yeah and he would take me up but like they were like I mean, I don't know if you've ever flown in like a little yes, yeah, yes. like so yeah. little I, little I plane. To, so I used to work for Horizon, which is Alaska's sister company, okay. and it's like the smaller regional jet. So before I right. went to Mainline, I was working regional on a little um, Q400 before yes. like it was a propeller. Yes. plane and I was living in Seattle but I was based in Spokane mm-hmm. so I just moved out to Spokane and it's so rocky up there it's, it, you, you can feel, feel everything. You feel everything yeah you feel everything yeah. and it's like you also like look at the plane and it's like getting into um like an old beat up van from like the sixties, wow. you know what I mean? But and you're like, but like I'm gonna trust you yeah. to like. Are you afraid keep of heights? I'm afraid of heights. I am, and like I'm also really sensitive to like motion. Mm-hmm. So oh, like, so do you get car sick and stuff? Oh my god, easily. Uh, I can like I can't do anything in the car. I have to like look ahead or like look to the side or whatever. Really? I literally, if I'm like looking in my bag for too long if I like need to find my chapstick or something and I'm like looking down for too long I will I'll get the spins and like get so I have to be like like, severe case yeah drugged (laughs) up when I'm like on a plane yeah. Which, like, makes it, you know... It's always good to fun. keep your mind yeah, busy. exactly. Kind of it's so fun. <laughs> have a glass of wine. Yeah, that's... Most I people I have on the plane who are like, I, I'm, like, nervous of flying. I'm like, hey, let's just get you drunk. Yeah, I feel fine. But, like, you. I'm good yeah. when I'm, like, up in the air. Then I'm like, okay. Okay. So it's more like the anxiety before the yeah, yeah, sure. And it's just one of those things, like, sure, it happens rarely, but, like... Crashes do happen, and I'm sure the people on that plane at some point were like, oh, yeah, we're totally <laughs> good. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Crashes happen on the ground, too. And like, they do. They yeah. do. That's, but, you know, you're right. Life is unpredictable. But that I feel you because my biggest fear is the fear of the unknown. Yeah. So... My, it's just know. like if you're yeah. a fl- if you're a flight attendant, you're mm-hmm. clearly like you're flying more than the average person, which mm-hmm. like heightens like your risk of some fuck shit going on. Right? You know what I mean? Don't remind me. <laughs> I try not to think about it. Yeah, I know. You my guys, mind yeah, never, do you get scared ever? No, I have. I, if I if I when I die, I want to die that way. What? Because I love what so I do. Kidding? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking. She literally, I'm not asking she for loves her job so much that she wants to No, die. like, I, 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 I will be, I wouldn't feel like 
Girl, that is that like sucks because I love like what I do. Falling out That's, of the sky, you're not like. No, but you'll be the worst. You know, my you'll favorite. be gone before you even touch the ground. Mm, you don't know that. At least also, you pass out though. Yeah, right? I pass you'd out. Be passed out. You won't know. remember. I feel like you're I'd be not totally like you're present. not gonna be present all thirty thousand feet. <laughs> No, before, way before you touch the ground, you're going to be out. Yeah. I hope no so. Way. Can, can we do a I love being on a plane. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when do you, you die? die? <laughs> at what at point? Altitude. At what point do you die in a plane crash? Yeah. Like, do you have to like, hit the ground? Well, in my head, my fear has always been if I go out that way, mm-hmm. it'll be a uh, water landing or water crash. And so I'm in the ocean in who fuck knows where mm-hmm. and a shark will get me I, oh so of course I, so i think that the sharks scare are more. Scary yeah. more but like I you're not gonna be if you're in the ocean at that point you're definitely not well like, that's not true well, because we are trained you do these trainings and like i'll be Completely transparent. The whole are they time, bullshit? they're bullshit. Well, no, no, they're like, bullshit. no, they're not bullshit. Because they're all no, We no, are trained they're, professionals. Yes, okay, no, they're definitely okay. not bullshit because it it works. Like that, we've seen it happen yeah. in yeah. like the Hudson yes, Bay. Like they Shout survived out that. Captain Sully. Yeah, for real. Like that. Shout out to Captain Sully. <laughs> this is not sponsored, by the way, <laughs> at all. But if you want to, yeah, feel free. We'll take that. Um, no, but I, I feel like there is, like, importance to the training. However, there's certain circumstances where I'm like, really? Like, if you're doing international flying, for example. Yeah. And you're in the middle of over the Atlantic, like, yeah. let's be real. You're not We're all getting into this, like, life raft together. <laughs> like, who's going to come find me over here? You know what I mean? Like, by yeah. the time a boat comes yeah, or a helicopter boat. comes, like, they're taking one person at a time up in a helicopter. Oh, yeah, like, they better come get me first. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm the reason but, y'all are here right now. Like, <laughs> no, girl. Yo, seriously. <laughs> and we're the last ones to get off the plane, yeah, too. Yeah, kind of messed up. So, really? Or, I mean, Is that, honestly, like, I can't just open the door and yeah, be like, I'm deuces, sorry. I'm out. Yeah. No, like, everybody gets out until... But... But it's they like we're in a plane crash, though. They like you're gonna unsafe. like what? yeah until it's unsafe. It's of safe. course, yeah. like I've always been like. It's oh, unsafe. <laughs> it's unsafe. <laughs> I need to go. I know. No, I'm here for you. Because yeah, I I, I work in a pretty like public mm-hmm. place and like we're trained now because people are fucking nuts. Yeah. Right? yeah. That like you know you have to assist assist. <laughs> but always the subtext is if you are not safe then yeah. just every man for himself there you go that's the little stipulation that's all you need legalities cover yourself exactly there it is but yeah as far as like being a mom like do you leave your daughter with family or like um she stays with her dad so um it's you know my my ex and oops um so that's good because he's able to take her to daycare right. and like, you know, she's able to maintain like a regular schedule. Yeah. You're really um, good at keeping her I on try. a regular, like even when she's home, yeah, right? Yeah, you have yeah. her still well, go to a daycare. Yeah. Out. No, <laughs> yeah. No, mama needs a break too. I take her to daycare usually. Which when, is amazing because yeah. no, that's at that age for them to understand yeah. our lifestyle yeah, is, is hard. And that's all she knows. Right. So like I've been a flight attendant for 
um, over four years now, and like I had Kaya in 2017, so um, she and I started with the airline, the main line in 2015, so I went out for a year, and I told my ex, I was like, you know, when I, after I have her, like, I'm going back to work, because just like you, like, that's my, that's my passion, that's why I, you know, um, I have two passions, it's flying, and it's like birth work, so. Yes. Um, yeah, I went back. I had that one year maternity leave. I was able to create that bond. That um, is also so amazing yeah, that you I'm, had a year. I off. was so blessed because I know not all parents are no. able to have that. And it's so, an American thing. Even with like good jobs. Like yes. I have friends with really good jobs that still get like six weeks, mm-hmm. maybe which, three like, months. Which like, is ridiculous. Ridiculous. How long does it really uh, like I don't know this, but how long does it take your body to like Get fully recover. They say yeah. like, well, first of all, you know, you're not supposed to have sex for the first six weeks or so. Yeah. Um, until like you're, you know, you have to give your body a chance to heal and like the bleeding to stop and all of that. But as far as your body, your physical being, and your soul, and like your mental, Girl. And all of that, <laughs> and like parent nursing into it, like breastfeeding, like there's a whole nother hormones that kick in yeah. after after having your kid, and that will continue until you're done breastfeeding. But um, I say like one to two years, and there's wow. there's mothers who will have you know children before that. You know they call you you'll hear Irish twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, which is okay, but our bodies do need a chance to heal because birth is beautiful, it's yeah. natural, but it's also fucking hard. Yes. And it's hard on our bodies. Of and course. So, yeah. So. And just to, like, you know this, because not only are you a mom, yeah. but you're also now a breastfeeding... Yeah, yeah I'm a certified breastfeeding counselor... Or, sorry, certified breastfeeding peer counselor. So what that is is basically a support to the mother um, to encourage them, support them through their journey of breastfeeding, yeah. um, as well as just, like, motivate and um, just provide them with the knowledge, too. Right. Because, honestly, like, breastfeeding has been around since the beginning of time mm-hmm. you know we're given breasts as women to be able to lactate when you have a child mm-hmm. and of course it's been like <laughs> you know turned into different things <laughs> yeah. over the years and you know there's yeah. like titties are now titties something are completely different yes. <laughs> but you know at the end of the day if you decide to have a child if you do have a child like breastfeeding is an option and it's usually the first option for underdeveloped and third world countries yeah you know, mm-hmm. um where yeah, formula and stuff free. is inaccessible. It's free. It's free, yeah. But it's free, but, you know, given having said that, it's also difficult right. in the beginning to um, establish that relationship and that kind of, like, just ebb and flow because it's the first time, as a first-time mother, it's the first time that you're having to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your boobs have always been, like, Either, like, you know, your bra, like, your tank top, like, making sure they look good in different, like, outfits and stuff. And then now you're like, wow, I have to, I'm lactating. Like, I have to (laughs) feed this child. Yeah. Or I don't. And so there's, there's a choice that you have to make. But, um, yeah, it's, it's there for that reason. Mm -hmm. And it's totally accessible. And it's totally, like, you're able, 
women are able to do it. I just want to encourage and, you know, be there to support any woman that, like, has the desire to do it because yeah. it is possible. Um, I feel like there's a stigma behind breastfeeding, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you'll see lots of, like, memes and, like, your people talking about, like, women who are breastfeeding in public. public right. Yeah, you and, see like, that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, like, you know, oh, oh my gosh, cover up. Or she's yeah. just, like, she just has her, like, she's flinging her tit out <laughs> She's there. feeding like, her child. Yeah, it's, like... Okay. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Right. Like, I would not take a fork out of your mouth. Like, if you're no. eating yeah. really like, sloppily, like, in a restaurant. Yeah. You know, so it's natural. And, yes. um, you know, with that being said, also, I understand that some women have difficulties right. in breastfeeding. Mm. And I want to acknowledge that. But that's my role as a breastfeeding peer counselor is yeah. to be there and support the woman um through her journey but also if problems arise because mm-hmm. oftentimes they are fixable yeah um, and if they're not there are other ways to supplement and uh, still be able to breastfeed your child even if it's not at the breast right yeah. okay. so at what point like does the peer counselor and the mom like establish their relationship is it after birth or before do you meet with and what uh, is, can and you, like, yeah, take us back first <laughs> and explain what a peer breast counselor even yeah. is. Because I have honestly, I've heard of breasts, like, like lactation feeding, like, like, yeah, exactly. yeah. I know, like, hospitals will send right. someone in real quick and, right. like, yeah, give you the rundown and then, like, they bounce, right? Yeah, yeah. So, which is a thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, when, so traditionally, I mean it didn't even have a title before. Like, mm-hmm. breastfeeding care counselor is just another woman in your community who has breastfeeding experience or knows, like, the anatomy of the breast and, like, how uh, what happens when you lactate and how to feed your baby and is there as a support, um, just like doulas and midwives. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, similar to, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. so the whole birth work field and, like, you know, just, um, it's all about empowering that woman. It's a tradition that we've always had and, like, um, you know, especially in the black and brown communities. And um, we were there, you know, to support our community and to be able to uplift these women. Because after you have a kid, like, man, everything is so tough. And you're dealing with this rush of imagine. emotions and hormones. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to, like, Your regulate. body's different now. You're Your taking care of a human. Right. Like, yeah. A lot changes. Yeah. So traditionally, like, that, this woman, uh, this knowledgeable, wise woman from the community would just, like, come in and, like, um, support a new mother and like mm-hmm. show them different positions to breastfeed make sure that um, the baby has a good latch that's mm-hmm. really important after you give birth there's um a thing called the golden hour so that's yeah. just like the first hour of after childbirth you really want to make sure that your baby's skin to skin i was gonna say is that um, like that time skin yeah to skin? and is that like just for the mother and child or does the father participate in like that skin to skin time? Yeah, so fathers could definitely participate and it's super encouraged because that's what helps to bond babies and babies are like incredibly um, skilled at like just being able to recognize scents and you mm-hmm. know like people's um, like people that's going to be in their lives and mm-hmm. that's how they develop that bond. But um, in particular to the golden hour, you want to make sure that the baby's skin to skin with the breastfeeding mother mm-hmm. um, or the person or the caregiver that's going to be taking care of the child. Even. Okay, so it doesn't um, necessarily have to be the biological, right? Mother. Because I want to honor that there's like you know, adoptive, other forms, yeah, yeah there's other forms yeah. of parenting, and that's like 100% okay. And um, it's beautiful if you know the parent that's going to be the person in that child's mm-hmm. life is in the room, yeah. 
and able to be placed. But specifically, if you want your baby to be able to breastfeed, it's important for them to be on the lactating mother because um, that's what's going to trigger your body's response to produce milk. As the woman? Yes. So okay. really? our bodies, first of all, yeah. women, we're incredible. Like we can move mountains and feed these babies. And um, so when you have a baby, you know, your and the placentas deliver that triggers your body's response to um, going to lactogenesis one, which is what happens is, you know, when baby's placed on you, the placentas delivered, um, mm-hmm. your body is like, okay, we just had a baby, let's get to work. Um, Isn't that crazy? That is yeah. That's like, yeah. that's beautiful. I, like, I don't, is this a myth, but like, I've heard if you have just recently like had a baby mm-hmm. and you hear a baby cry, like some women like start yeah. like leaking. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, um, it doesn't happen for every single woman, but right. especially yeah. in the beginning, like definitely um, it's a thing because wow. it's our body's response. Our bodies are incredibly like adaptive and like this is what we've been doing. Right. You know, this is what we're made to do. And um, so it's just funny because when you start to think about the just, basic human anatomy and just like why right. our parts are there and what they are used for mm-hmm. it's just like you just go back to basics so um it's totally accessible and um when specifically like when a, a mother hears a baby crying it releases that oxytocin which uh, triggers your body's like lactation response and like that's when the letdown comes okay and so the milk is like ready to come out of the right and so you almost have to be like is it because you have to be like in a surrendered like calm state for the milk to like release is that way like the I oxytocin mean, that's like, help. optimum but okay. like of course like being a new mother you're like almost never, never. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's just like pure hormones and just how the body works yeah. um so you know the oxytocin release and the prolactin and that's when the milk um you get you feel that what's called the letdown and it's kind of like it feels like a tingly sensation in your breasts and yeah some people have a really bad like reaction to that and it's like uh, more pins and needles oh, and pain, so it can be pain in your breasts, in your breasts. Oh, but, no. and that's not it's not like it's normal or abnormal it just like happens sometimes um but the good thing is it usually doesn't last oh, okay um, it's just that letdown which happens for like 15 to 30 seconds and and then you're able to um, attach your baby. And also you want to be looking out for hunger cues. So okay. your baby is going to, um, you know, if your baby is like opening their eyes or rooting, which means kind of like turning their head side to side, um, opening their mouth, you mm-hmm. know, um, moving their tongue around. These are all signs that, you know, baby's ready to nurse. Yeah. And you should be nursing about um, eight to 12 times in a 24 hour period. Yeah. Um, eight to 12 yeah. times. Yeah. So I breastfed on demand. I breastfed <laughs> for 13 months. Um, oh, wow. And again, I want to just point out that I was on a maternity leave that allowed me to stay out home and I was so lucky to be able to um do that with my daughter but Mm -hmm. it created this like amazing bonding experience with her of course like when you're on uh what what do we call it like um uh on demand nursing schedule which Mm -hmm. basically just means when baby wants to eat they're eating that's when they're eating that looks a lot more than eight to twelve times, yeah. and it's not fun at in the what, beginning when you're establishing that. What are the benefits to like on demand? Like, in what are the different 
style or yeah, like if they if they don't want to do on demand, do they yeah, yeah. have like a sure schedule? That, that yeah. They go? So in the very beginning, like I'd say the first um, four to eight weeks, you want to make sure that they're um, eating or nursing, um, whether it's formula feeding or breastfeeding, every four hours at least, because some babies are sleepers. Mm-hmm. You know, some babies are born into NICU, which is yeah. um, in the hospital, and they have to stay for medical reasons mm-hmm. and, um regardless you just want to make sure that that baby is being fed and it's really about like diapers um output so oh, really? you want to make sure that they're having wet and dirty diapers and um mm-hmm. you know that's something that the lactation consultant mm-hmm. should be going over with the parent at the hospital just to um kind of like start that expectation but yeah um what are the restrictions when it comes to breastfeeding? So yeah. alcohol or food or as anything. As the mom. As the mom. Yeah. yeah. Like, is there anything you have to ensure that you are not consuming during right. that time? So a lot of moms go all like gung-ho about the whole eating thing. Yeah. yeah. You want to make sure, you do want to make sure that you're eating a healthy and plentiful diet of like um, fruits and vegetables and this will help your um, just overall health. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can breastfeed even when you eat like shit. Like, yeah. let's be real, you're gonna like have cravings still, you're going to not have as much time to prep right. food. Hopefully you have a partner or a supportive person in the household will, who will be able to help, you know, make sure that you're eating properly yeah. and stuff. But food is fuel. So Does you, that affect your milk? Um, it affects your, there's some foods and some herbs and supplements that will make your milk more plentiful. There's not a much, much research done on it to like, you know, have me just verify that that's, yeah, 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 like, but, yeah. but there are like fenugreek people will take like oatmeal. Um, they say that that helps to produce milk um, okay. and lactation. Um, but you want to be careful with some of those too, because too much of a good thing, you know, could actually end up being a bad thing. Yeah. And, you know, if you do start to produce a lot of milk, um, that the baby doesn't need, then you're engorged. And yeah. that just means that your breasts get really large and hard and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that's, like, super painful. It's so painful because it's just, like, imagine your breast being just, like... Well, I mean, I can imagine only because, like, when I'm about to start my cycle, mm-hmm. like, my boobs do tend to, like, get really tender. And yes. right. Just, like, by yeah. touch, you're just like, oh, touch. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't yeah, even imagine, magic. like having something that's like suckling on them too (laughs) and then like all of that I know and you can't even think about it until you do it because (laughs) you'll just freak yourself out but I just you know it's it's a feeling like oxytocin is the love hormone right Mm -hmm. so when you feel that you you trigger that by looking at your baby smelling your baby you know being around your baby that's why the skin to skin is so important right yeah um and that will actually just skin to skin in general will help you to produce more milk even um because your body is like we have this baby that we need to feed and just like having the baby at the and like hearing the crying and all of that um and babies have a natural like instinct to just go towards the breast anyways um when you're allowed to have an uninterrupted first hour after birth with your child your baby if you allow them to they'll do like the newborn crawl so they just like automatically it's like your nipple is like a bullseye if you think about that's why it gets so dark during pregnancy is because it creates this kind of bullseye effect and the baby is able to kind of like see it even though they can barely see it um and they're able to smell Mm -hmm. um 
the milk as yeah. well and um they'll just if you allow them to it's so beautiful that they crawl down and they'll just start they'll attach oh themselves God. and that's the most like that's so natural beautiful. way to do it but yeah. you know um you could also put your baby there you can um pump some mothers will have to pump for medical yeah. reasons um there's certain breast implants that you know make it difficult to withdraw milk so it's not but it's also definitely um, an option to nurse mm-hmm. if you have implants as well. It's just something that I Does encourage. it matter, like, because I know you can get different types of implants mm-hmm. and, like, silicone or non-silicone and, like, above the muscle right. and, like, under? Mm-hmm. Is there a benefit to, um, like, breast augmentations and then, like, later on nursing a baby? Um, there are some benefits, like that's something that you'd want to talk to your surgeon about, Mm -hmm. or, um, if you already have had it done, discuss with your doctor, because most likely you won't run into any issues breastfeeding, but Mm -hmm. there are definitely, um, some cases where it might be an issue. And that's just something that, you know, I'd encourage like to talk with the lactation consultant or the doctor or the surgeon. Um, Is there a preference? Like if you got it, like your implants done under the muscle as opposed to like a like on top of the muscle is there a um, difference I'm not sure 100% yeah. um, because I didn't spend too much time in my training mm-hmm. talking about that one and although so another thing about the certified breastfeeding peer counselor is it's just another like it's usually a mother in your community or you know um, a woman in general who it's has not necessarily like trained. super medical yeah or, like yeah. Um, you know there's for that there's lactation consultants there's IBCLCs and so um, there's the La Leche League and different organizations organizations mm-hmm. in the community and medical clinics that will take a deeper look into right. any issues that you're having. But um, in my position, I'm able to give a little bit of knowledge, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm also not like a healthcare professional. Yeah, yeah. So, totally. So I just, yeah, Consult your yeah. doctor. Right. Yeah. But um, get, with that being said, from my own personal experience, my daughter was born with a posterior tongue tie. What is oh, that? I've oh, heard of the tongue tie. Yeah, tongue ties in general. Like a yeah. lot of adults actually have them now. What is that? It's so you know your frenulum yeah. under your tongue. Um, some people are born with like a shorter frenulum mm-hmm. or like a more restricted. So it restricts your tongue access in your mouth. Oh, and so some people will have like a really hard time rolling their R's or saying yeah. certain words or um, licking an ice cream cone. Like you know, just different things and to the point where it could be so severe that it could delay speech or oh, yeah. wow. so because like your tongue is so important in yeah. everything that you yeah. do and essentially it has so with many your muscles mouth. in it and like so you have to have free movement mm-hmm. of it so um my daughter was born with a posterior tongue tie so it's harder to detect and I actually had quite a bit of a runaround um with the doctors and the lactation consultants which could be really frustrating and that's why it's important to have um someone who can support you through your journey because you they could direct you to the right people yeah. or just help you um but finally, I went to um, uh, Seattle Breastfeeding Institute, and they're able to like confirm that she had a posterior tongue tie, which was just um, it means that it's just deeper and it's like behind the um, the wall. I don't even know what it's called, but uh, she had to get it clipped. Okay. Because in the so I let her have that for the first two months, and let me tell you, I had the worst 
pain ever. Really? I just I was one of those people that just endured it, which I don't recommend to any woman. Mm-hmm. It, breastfeeding shouldn't hurt. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that's supposed to be painful. If pain is associated like with at it, all, or even at the beginning, or in the beginning, it might it be might like be a, a discomfort. Little, yeah. And yeah. is there comfort, some yeah. things like like say you haven't pumped in a while, or like your baby hasn't latched on in a while? Like, is that to be expected? Like be uncomfortable or yeah that's when engorgement happens okay and you want to be careful with engorgement because that could lead to mastitis which is an infection of the breasts whoa and, okay yeah. <laughs> that does so not sound fun it's not fun it's flu-like symptoms and you oh wow to... so your body like gets sick yeah wow oh yeah, my gosh you might feel sick and like your breast might be hot to touch yeah um, you know there might be a clogged or a plug duct in there which is like a little you know rice size um you know plug in your milk ducts that um and also the the milk doesn't just come out your nipple it comes around there's little holes around in your areola as well um and you the, can like see I feel like without comes, being a mom like yeah yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Have first those, of all right? ladies take a look at your breasts yeah they're same beautiful those things. yes I think yes um but yeah there's so many different um like spectrums I guess of like breastfeeding and what to expect but I just want to debunk like and demystify the the pain there shouldn't mm-hmm. be pain um, if you feel like you need knowledge or support, you should reach out to um, a breastfeeding care counselor mm-hmm. or um, a lactation consultant. Um, just How would one, like, find that? Yeah, is one like, provided at the hospital? Where are yes. you? We're okay. not moms. And yeah. <laughs> I have, like, a time, like, I have nanny experience. Mm-hmm. And I did nanny, like, an infant that was, she was probably one and a half when okay. I, oh, not. Sorry, one and a half months. Oh, old. okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was like an infant. No, not a toddler. Yeah. Like, she was one and a half months mm-hmm. old when I started dating. So, like, and her mom was gone for eight hours a day. So, oh, I yeah. did, like, I obviously wasn't breastfeeding. <laughs> but, like, I had the struggle with, like, heating up the breast milk and, like, getting yeah. her to latch onto the bottle mm-hmm. and, like, like, going through the whole gamut of, like, when to feed her, when not to feed her, right. when she's overeating and all of that stuff. But I still, like, the breastfeeding thing is still, like, completely, I do not understand or know yeah. anything. So with breastfeeding, what's really cool is um, the baby, so with on, excuse me, with on-demand breastfeeding especially, the baby, like, wants to eat mm-hmm. shows their hunger cues whenever in a 24 hours uh, period mm-hmm. the mother chooses to like surrender her body right and um just feed the baby whenever they want to eat and the baby will eat until they're full okay so that's the beauty in it because so she, they'll reject it once they're i'm done yeah they'll yeah. just pop off or yeah. fall okay. asleep, which is the best like milk drunk baby which i found formula with, fed or breast yeah. fed or bottle fed it's like yo like you're They're done. Night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's really cool. Um, but breastfed babies cannot be overfed. Um, and that's when you're feeding at the breast. So it's okay. different when you're bottle feeding because you want to make sure you're taking the correct measurements, you know, mm-hmm. uh, making sure baby, again, is having enough diapers throughout the day. Um, 
and going um, along their growth curve at the pediatrician's office and stuff. So, uh, but for the most part, it's super natural. It's super like, you know, you do it without thought. You just, okay. you just uh, nurse. You just with, have to be like in tune with your body and yeah. with your baby's cues. And you learn that. It's so much of a learning experience, not mm-hmm. only for the mother, but the baby as well. Like this child has never lived before. It's like, wait, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you yeah. Know, so, it's a learning experience. It's a bonding experience. Um, there's trials and tribulations, and like that's why it's so important to have um, support. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, how does one find support? Yeah. Like a lactation yeah. consultant so, or a breast? Right. So here. when you are in the hospital, or if you have a home birth, or you know, most traditionally, like in America at least, let me just speak for where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, most places will just provide um, that lactation consultant when you're in healthcare setting, the care of a healthcare professional, mm-hmm. um, they'll just automatically, you know, the, the lactation consultant makes the rounds and they go in after a birth. They make sure the mother is comfortable with breastfeeding. And um, if they're not, then they provide them with other options. And they're suppo- it's their job to um, support and, um, like, answer the mother's questions right and make sure the baby has a good latch that's really important too because I didn't say earlier but with my daughter having a posterior tongue tie she wasn't able to get a good latch okay and that led to clamping on the nipple what does that mean she's like biting literally like chomping like and yes it's as painful so instead of like sucking you're like just biting down but like it's a bite so when the baby latches it's kind of like um like a dance you know you want to make sure that the baby has a mouthful of breast and so that's why I said that milk doesn't only come out the nipple so mm-hmm. a lot of you know of course that's that's like first thought you just want to attach your baby to your right. nipple yeah but think about how shallow and like you know yeah um, yeah so you want your baby to hold your nipples aren't yeah like... <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of all the things I love it but yeah you want the baby to usually you go from their chin and their mouth will kind of just automatically open you first have to um take so I'm gonna do a little bit of anatomy so you yeah. just like take your nipple and you just like run it along their their nose like the the button part of their nose mm-hmm. and yeah. go down to the like um they call it the cupid's bow yeah and then just kind of tickle on the top and then that's where when the baby should automatically like naturally just mouth. latch yeah. to it and okay. so they Whoa. usually bring their head back so it's it's natural for them yeah. too and yeah. you can do this with the bottle as well and you never want to just like stick your okay oh, okay yeah, so that, that like, would be my natural thought right yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. In there, like yeah here's my tit like suck on it yeah. <laughs> You hungry, right? Yeah. You know what? With that becomes discomfort, becomes pain because right. if the baby doesn't have a mouthful of breast, like you know, including the breast tissue, the the nipple, and some parts of your areola where all the milk could come out of any part of your mm-hmm. areola, um, it will be it will lead to clamping. It will lead to which they get a shallow latch. Okay, it's just like part of their mouth or just yeah. their lips are kind of on Ooh, your nipple. Okay, and you want the their lip to kind of be tucked under. Right, and um, you know, don't worry, woman, if you have if you're a larger breast, if you have smaller breasts, um, yeah. all women, no matter breast size, can breastfeed. I okay. just want to say that because I some, mean, <laughs> it's itty bitty. Club. Here we go, president. Over here. <laughs> 
It's okay. I'm like, am I even a woman? Can <laughs> you accept me? Because I'm here to be ready to donate. To, like, no, take I my tits. I don't want to be pregnant so I can, like, experience what boobs are like. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well. Here. I'll happens. give you mine. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, the, then the baby starts um, sucking once they have a mouthful of mm-hmm. breast, and um, the, the milk just comes out, and they eat until they're done, and then yeah. they pop off naturally. Um, but for me, with my daughter, for the first two months, she would nurse for a really long time. Yeah. I thought it was normal. Okay. And it's because I didn't have the support that I should have had. I yeah. didn't seek out the resources mm-hmm. until it became enough, because... Too much of that will lead to just... So what does that mean? Like, she was nursing for a long time. Was that because she wasn't getting, like, sufficient exactly. amount? So or? she wasn't withdrawing, like, the like enough milk um, okay. because she had her tongue restriction. So she right. wasn't doing it correctly? Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was both of us, you know. You have to learn. And um, I was just, like, enduring the pain. She would latch on and I'd, like... And, oh, know, so it was painful it was for painful. you. Oh, okay. And I just want to say that's not normal. Yeah. Okay. Usually, and at that time, you thought it was. I thought like, it was normal. Okay. I thought breastfeeding was, well, was going to I hurt. am terrified of breastfeeding yeah, because I hear such are. like horror stories. Yeah. And, like women that like try and they can't and then like they have to go to formula and like all yeah. of these things. And it's a yeah. thing. It is a thing, which, you know, is the reason why this field is growing because it shouldn't be that much of a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to honor the people that are actually not able to breastfeed, whether, you know, um, your baby has a medical condition where they cannot watch or they can't breastfeed. Why do you think it is such a thing? Like, because we've been doing this for mm-hmm. since the dawn of time. Like, yeah. why now do you think it's such an issue to be able to, Or like, do you know why women are... Or common reasons why you can't produce milk? Yeah. Produce um, or even, like, get your baby to latch. Like, is right. it a situation where just you're just, like, not trying of, different lack techniques? Lack of knowledge. Yeah, the different um, holds, like, what you do and don't do in the beginning to establish that breastfeeding relationship. Because if it's not established in the beginning, it is so hard to go, get that. Yeah, you can't build So that later. golden hour is, is very important. It's very important. But at the same time, if you're not allowed that golden hour, which I just want to say all so like there's reasons why babies get whisked away you know like hospital births yeah and um you could still breastfeed you know even if you have a NICU baby like you could still breastfeed you could still pump and um that's something that your uh your support system will help you with if you have a um lactation and I don't think I ever answered your question you could find those in the hospital that if you had your baby at the hospital you could call up your insurance company and um see who's in network because it's important to get covered Mm -hmm. uh WIC which is available in most states in the United States uh it's so you do have the option because like not everyone has access yeah yeah and insurance and not everyone has health insurance that allows them to like or any of these resources consultant yeah so WIC is a free um program available to mothers um through state healthcare, okay. and um, if you don't have state healthcare, then they usually have an insurance navigator there at their offices as well to help you uh, with that. And, yeah. Um, so they have breastfeeding care counselors at WIC. They also have lactation consultants, and most hospitals and clinics um, that are you know 
in maternal health will have those as well. But if you want someone, so I believe WIC has a program that will follow the mother for the first two years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so you could get support and help with breastfeeding. They have pumps available to rent out, breastfeeding oh, wow. pumps. They have um, the... the um, breastfeeding peer counselor will come to your house and they're oftentimes a mother with breastfeeding experience as well and so it's accessible to low income and um just any any woman who doesn't have access to health care like that um I'll also encourage uh, new mothers to reach out to their family friend support system Mm -hmm. if they have it because you never know if you could find some golden you know information that Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. um and yeah, once you have that knowledge, it just becomes like a dance that you learn with your child. And right. it's something that is very, and I mean, this practice has been going on since, again, the dawn of yes. time. Yeah. But just a little history, like, you know, back in the day, like when it, it was your community that, that rallied around and supported these women that were having. Because um, they've gone through it. Right, exactly. And it was usually a trusted woman in the community Mm -hmm. that, you know, whether it's like a midwife or a doula, um, which a doula is just um, uh, usually a woman who will be there for the the Mm -hmm. mother, the new mother during childbirth. And you usually meet them a few times. And postpartum. Yes, there's postpartum Mm -hmm. uh, doulas as well. And death doulas too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, there is. Oh, wow. um, So I nannied for like close to four years, like three and a half years. Um, And postpartum doula, like I was really interested in Mm -hmm. that. Um, so I did a lot of research and yeah, there are like death doulas if you have like a miscarriage right. or a abortion um, still, yeah, yeah stillbirth, stillbirth yeah. and, um, abortion doulas mm-hmm. and like, yeah, there are different wow. like yeah. for support because it is, you know, it's a challenging time. And I think one thing that we don't consider now in our modern times is like birth is definitely medical. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's like. A large part spiritual. Oh yeah, and I don't oh, think yes. we like consider that. Yeah, the spiritual of part it. of it is always forgotten about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we endure so much pain during childbirth, and it's yeah, just, it's like literally walking through a portal. Like you're never yes. the same after. Yeah, that. yeah. And some people like see things yeah. or like realize things. I mean, I always tease that I wish I could put like having a baby on my resume because that shit was yeah you were like I absolutely I feel like the most like powerful woman in the world yeah but like like, honestly I can resonate with that only like I have never had a baby (laughs) I have never been pregnant but I do for some reason like I don't know if it's just instinctually or whatever but like I know that aspect of like womanhood Mm -hmm. is some shit like that is some badge of honor absolutely because before you even have a child like just thinking about it all the emotions that you have and then meeting someone who has had a child you're like wow you overcame all those things yeah the maternal instinct is like real right but i don't know the beginning for a girl yeah Yeah. um 
and some are stronger than others. Some women don't want to have kids at all, and that's perfectly okay. Some women don't want to breastfeed for mm-hmm. whatever reason, and that's okay, too. Did you have an idea of, like, a family or, like, wanting that before you yeah, had your baby? so I guess I didn't, like, say any background about myself. So, you know, I am one of seven children. Oh, really? A big yeah. family. Big. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Big so family. That's part of the reason, you know, you start to kind of see where people's values mm-hmm. are and stuff depending on how they're um how they're brought up and mm-hmm. so for my mom she had all her kids naturally and so wow yeah, she had seven yes, or okay she had me in the living room of our old house really yeah. wow. and my dad caught me and so that was just really special um, oh my god that is incredible that is inc- I, that's how i, I yeah, see I myself I, having yeah. a child i don't want to be in a hospital i don't want i want a home birth yeah, I was really lucky to uh, be at a... So I wanted a home birth as well, but I was living in an apartment at the okay. time. So I was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to bother these neighbors with my... <laughs> You're <laughs> howling? Yeah, my ho- literally howling. Like, the birth brain, first of all, you go to a place that you've never been. And- <laughs> Good. I'm honestly glad yes. because I'm not kidding you. Like, the most... Like, I fear giving birth more than anything probably more than death i think i think it's wow. just because like the, no, the, the pain is so unknown yo, I cannot. and like i'm already the worst when it comes to period cramps right. that i'm Me like too. but you know what i want to say every woman can do it unless you have a medical reason that yes that is unnecessary you know that like you restricts you from cannot. doing it yeah but it but relieves me to like hear that you i know, literally your brain you. like and a spirit i was like if the holy spirit captures <laughs> yeah, me then like, maybe i, I could got you do girl. this yeah. like, like that's what you need you need a whole trance. bunch of like people that are like i got you girl. yeah I'm, like in the room with you unless you don't and that's okay but doulas are magical they're unicorns yes. like yeah. they're beautiful people my doula i know is... i'm called like <laughs> real hard and it's like one of those things that i just know that like eventually i'll get there but mm-hmm. um that is definitely work that i'm like super called to because oh, i feel like it's so important like let's take so, a doula training together because yes. i'm doing it this year i just had right. my doula the other day shout out to jessica duty she's awesome yeah and also want to shout out the organization that I went through because um it's accessible to women of mm-hmm. color all um and low-income women and it's called open arms and mm-hmm. so you're in the Seattle area um open arms is a place to mm-hmm. know about if you're like pregnant or wanting to become yes. pregnant and, and I know here in particular like in Seattle and mm-hmm. the Seattle area there are a lot not a lot but like you can find um, certifications yeah. too if you are a woman of color because yeah. they definitely are encouraging that, that. encouraging yeah. that yeah. because we need the support we in do. like the medical field and in particular in the birth and yeah. like birthing yeah because arena. it's been lost throughout the years and yes like, the and our fatality yeah. rates are rising which is very scary it's scary it's really scary and it's something that can be prevented extremely All from prevented. just having someone who's representing you yes. and like advocating mm-hmm. for you and just and understand you. that you like can see your humanity because yes. i feel like that's missed a lot when yeah. it comes to black women and mm-hmm. women of color um, yeah. in that because we could just space. like 
endure any pain yes. because we always have but no that's not the truth we're and it's okay entitled. to feel pain yeah it's natural it's normal yeah. like there's nothing wrong with you right and we're entitled to having you know someone like advocate for us we're entitled to having absolutely um, pain management during childbirth absolutely. like me personally I didn't go that route and that's part of like being um a daughter of a Jamaican mother who had you had a natural a, birth I had a natural birth wow. um you know, my labor and delivery was really fast. I had like a seven-hour active labor. Push oh, for oh wow! Minutes. I yeah, I wow. Is that typical for it? Because like you know, you hear like these wives' tales, yeah. and I think that's also like kind of problematic when it comes to birth and stuff because there are so many different experiences. Every pregnancy is different. Everything's different. If I have another baby, who knows? Who knows exactly? I could have like a three-day labor, you right? Know, and, you know, but it's hard to get like real, like solid, like data based on that. Look, like. Don't look for it because you won't find it. Mm-hmm. Every pregnancy is different. Every birth is different. You know, um, some women like will throw up their whole pregnancy. Some women will only have morning sickness. Like yeah. I had such a an amazing pregnancy experience. So like I don't want to <laughs> even like be you that have like guilt for yeah. people. Like yeah, you have a little bit of guilt. You don't really t- want to talk about it to other mothers because. There's just this, like, oh, you had it easier. But let me say that I actually had um, late onset preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. And so what that is is just when your body's starting to shut down and yeah. the organs, like, you need to um, get that baby out. So that's why I had a fast and furious delivery. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, one thing I wanted to ask was... Can you still breastfeed when if you have your nipples pierced? Yes. Okay, so you don't have to remove the piercing. No. There's uh-huh. holes all up in there. <laughs> Good to all know. All over the nipple area. Well, yeah, I think well, we learned a lot. I know today. I definitely did. For Thank sure. Thank you so much for sitting down Thanks with us and guys. educating us. So I hope you guys also learned a lot and Yeah, thank you. Author. Tune in. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Bye, thank guys. you. Bye. Bye.